Wife at the wedding, micro penis, 50 trees. Wife at the wedding, micro penis, mm-hmm. 50 trees. Mm-hmm. Wife at the wedding. Wife at the wedding. Yep. Wife at the wedding. Micro penis, 50 trees. Okay, 50 trees is out. Welcome to episode five of Online Mole Patrol. I am one of your hosts, Hacklock. I am a visual artist and a elder millennial. And I'm Brian Butt, 0.5 of a host. And I'm just a shitheel who went to law school. <laughs> Coming to you straight from Hacklock's parents' basement. Yes, our yes. glorious surroundings. Salubrious. Uh, so, we've got another show for you here. This week, Bri has a uh, story for us. Yeah, I sure do. Which I'll, I don't know what it I'll is. I'll get it out of my phone. Um, Tila Tequila is a Nazi. Oh, right. Or she was. Or she still is. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. So you tell us Tila yeah. Tequila? Cool. Let, should we get straight into it? Yeah, let's just... Well, what are the other segments? Are we supposed uh, to set it up by saying what the other ones are? I guess are? so. We're also going to do a bracket battle... Um, I'm going to be getting us to decide between uh, the subject lines, I guess that's the way of putting it, of Am I the Asshole Reddit posts. I'm honestly so into it. I have a list of them and we can decide the best. Um, The secret is that I wanted this podcast to be nothing but agony aunt um, (laughs) situations, so Am I the Asshole really goes to the core of my being. Yes. And finally, we have some spam poetry. But let's, first of all... Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. All right. So, um, tell is, me, Tila. This is me telling you about how Tila Tequila is or was a Nazi, and this is a throwback to an earlier episode. I forget the context, but I mm. mentioned it, and you didn't seem to know about it, which was surprising to me because I understand you to be a person who's been to the internet before. But, <laughs> um, so we all know Tila Tequila. Mm-hmm. She was the most popular person on MySpace. She starred in two seasons of A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila, which I suppose was pretty cutting edge in 2007, being that they really centred her bisexuality in that show. I first knew her from being a contestant on... Because she was a contestant on... Was it Shot of Love, the first one? Was she was Rock, a, of, Rock of Love? She may have been on Rock of Love and then... They gave her this. Or yeah, something. and then yeah, she I became agree. the person that people yeah. were vying for. Yeah, yeah. And she went on to release some songs in a book, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, a pretty standard sort of trajectory, I suppose. Um, but later on, things get a little weird. Um, so it all starts getting a little odd. Um, or I suppose things, it becomes clear that things are getting very odd in December 2013 when Teela posts an article on her website titled... Why I Sympathise with Hitler, Part 1. Oh, my God. Okay. Though I suppose that she might like for us to note that she said that her view on 
her views on Hitler were not to do with any anti-Semitism or any negative feelings towards Jewish people. What's Teela's, um, her ethnic background? I believe she might be Vietnamese. Right. Ethnically speaking. Okay. Um, I think she might have been born in Singapore, but she was raised in Texas. And I'm here making a pretty gross assumption about her being Vietnamese based on the fact that her last name is Nguyen. Do we know her religious background at all? I believe she was raised Buddhist. Okay. Right. Um... She did then go on to post some anti-Semitic comments to Facebook as well as some pro-Hitler stuff. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm not going to revise those particular comments. Okay. Um, What I remember quite vividly from this time is that there was this, and look, I don't want to... I'm not sure that I want to say iconic. Do you still say iconic when it's very bad? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I think there was this photo of her. It's a very sexy photo in this little outfit. Um, I think I remember this. In front of Auschwitz? Yes. Let me get the picture for you. I'm going to get you this picture. Doobidoobidoo. I do remember this. She's wearing a tiny little silver mini skirt and a little tie-up, like, crop top thing. Um, And she's got an armband with a swastika on it. She's wearing pleaser high heels. She's got a gun and she's got a like a Nazi hat on with it. And it's like Photoshop, so the rays of light are coming out from behind her. And she's sort of straddling these twin railway oh, the tracks coming out of Auschwitz. Oh, yes. So a lot um, of work went into that picture. It is not. It was not a snap as she was visiting no. Auschwitz. And, and look, that's not the only photo she's done. There's another one at a different time where she's got a Hitler mustache either. Um, so her Facebook followers didn't like this. Huh. And, Funny. Uh, yeah, odd, mm. odd. Um, and Facebook closed her account. And um, I didn't know this previously, but then, like, that's December 2013 that she posts that picture, I think. Oh, no, December 2013 is when she <laughs> publishes the article, Why I Sympathise with Hitler Part So one. the pictures of her, was this pre the article about Why I Sympathise with Hitler? No, I think the picture came later. Okay. Um, so I didn't know about this previously, but in 2015, she went on British Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, wow. But then on, like, the second day of filming, she was asked to leave because it was only then that they figured out that that stuff, that that Hitler stuff had gone down, like, more than a year before. What was the vetting process? And I have to wonder, having reviewed a couple of articles, whether or not it was an article published by The Sun that Uh, drew their attention to it, where she's saying, like, oh, it's very depressed. Yeah. And drug addicted. Um, So she ends up apologising for these actions um, and, and blaming them on her depression and her drug addiction. Uh, but then she later retracts that apology. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> or somebody, somebody says that she retracts that apology. I haven't seen source material I on that. I was just but... kidding about Hitler. No, I was just kidding about, nah, just kidding about Hitler. Really. <laughs> um, subsequent to all of this in 2016, Teela tweets that Ben Shapiro should be gassed 
and sent back to Israel. Whoa. And I think Ben Shapiro is a bit of a dick. But, oh, you know, I hate him. <laughs> obviously, this is highly inflammatory and anti-Semitic, mm. which we're not about. Okay. Um, Teela goes on to post even more anti-Semitic stuff and says she wants to be the Asian Hitler, suggesting that this would be good for what? Asian people. Okay. Also, she says Sarah Silverman is on a celebrity sacrifice list. What? And also that she's responsible for, like, killing Jesus and stuff. Oh, my God. And, and and she also went to an alt-right National Policy Institute meeting celebrating the election of Donald Trump, which was organized by Richard Spencer. And oh my God. posted photos on social media of herself doing a Nazi salute at that event. So she wasn't just, like, posing. I mean, like... Like in photographs, she I wasn't know. just playing. Like know, she, she was, she rolls in. She was attending Proud Boy, um, neo-Nazi events. You mean Leatherman? <laughs> <laughs> so in the late 2016, Twitter suspends her account as well. So like all of that happened. Mm. There's your Nazi trajectory, less standard on averages. I think I'd picked up that she'd definitely gone down like the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Sounds like you've come to the well. Tequila Tequila situation pretty late in the game yeah. then. Okay. Um I think some background worth noting here is that in 2012 mm. Tequila Tequila had a brain aneurysm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So one report said that she had the aneurysm in the middle of the night and took two bottles of heavy prescription drugs to cope with the pain. Right. A source quoted um, said that she threw up after she took the pills, felt like she was dying, broke a window and tried to jump out and was found by a friend convulsing in her bed. Like serious, Ooh, serious stuff. Like wow. really, really horrible stuff to happen yeah. to a person. It doesn't seem entirely clear to me on the reports whether or not she suffered an aneurysm because of pills or if she took the pills to deal with the pain of, of an the aneurysm. aneurysm. Right. So, like, one report Chicken was egg. saying that she was in so much pain that she wasn't acting logically and took all of these pills and tried to nap and then she woke up and was vomiting. Right. Um, some of the other stuff is more unequivocal and suggesting that she suffered an aneurysm because... She overdosed. Right. She spent a week in hospital and then was due to get booked into an outpatient program. And there is some stuff that suggests that she went and did rehab at some point. Um, some people came out of the woodwork and said that things hadn't been quite right for her since her fiance Casey Johnson had passed away from diabetic ketoacidosis in oh, 2010 as nasty. a result of not taking insulin. Oh. Yeah, really. Yeah, it just gets like not fun and grim at yeah. some point when you're sort of sifting through it all. A couple of months after that, Teela had disclosed, I suppose, in, in public or through media, that she had an issue with prescription pills and she was going to go on celebrity rehab for. Uh. But then she dropped out of that and later said, you know, maybe her agent or somebody said that she hadn't signed a contract for it. So there's other reports where Teela points to drugs playing a part in Casey's death and also says that Casey's death exacerbated issues that Teela had with prescription drugs. So when Casey died, it seemed that Teela had returned to Texas where she'd grown up to try and escape the scene back in town. And so there's all of this, I think, complicated grief about not being there for Casey. Okay. Um, during... 
I don't know. It's all sort of hinted at in the reports, but it, it sort of sounds like maybe Casey was somebody who had um, diabetes and who was on a drug bender and didn't take insulin and then died as a consequence. Right. Which is incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, anyway, in respect of the aneurysm, one source said that Teela might have suffered permanent brain damage and said that she'd not been able to speak properly following that particular incident. Yeah. Which would be... A, a, not an unusual thing to experience if you'd had a brain bleed, I suppose. And it's also, I gather, fairly common in cases of brain, um, I think, what, is it called acquired brain? Acquired brain injury, acquired yeah, brain injury, or traumatic brain injury. Where there's a dramatic shift in personality mm-hmm. and, like, emotional mm-hmm. regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I work with her fair number of people who had that experience. Mm. So people may even have insight into the way that their character has changed, or they may not as well. It's kind of interesting stuff. I'm really quite into it. So there's this quote from Teela in in Us magazine in 2012. She's giving an interview about going to rehab, and she says, I would like to get married and have a family and move forward in a positive way. I feel like God was not ready to take me. And I have to make the most of this opportunity that I've been given. It's odd because what I went through was totally horrible, but I'm glad that I did because it's given me a new lease on life. Mm. So that's 2012. Yeah. You know, right after this stuff has happened, Casey's died in 2010. In 2016, BuzzFeed did an article titled Teela Tequila's Descent into Nazism is a Long Time Coming, which I'm pretty sure I remember from that time. Like, I think I remember that article in particular. Um, So the article mentions that Teela's pinned tweet was, women who complain about Trump saying grab her by the pussy are R words because I love getting grabbed by the pussy LMAO. Oh, wow. Teela, no. (laughs) They also mentioned that in 2012, Teela was quoted as saying she was fascinated by Kabbalah, Kabbalah. Yeah. And was converting to Judaism. I was just about to say, isn't Kabbalah uh, a, a Judeo... Is that, is that the word? It's, I suppose I understand there's some mysticism tied up in it and it's some version of Judaism, but... It, it's definitely... Um, I don't know that much about it. I don't know. Doesn't Madonna do it? A school of thought in Jewish mysticism. Mysticism A traditional sexy. Kabbalist in Judaism is called a... Oh, I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce any of these words. Okay, but it Don't is... Don't even try. It's classed as Jewish mysticism. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but it's definitely... She would be converting to Judaism. Oh. And apparently in 2016, Teela had to go fund me up to refurbish her house. Okay. I don't know if it was by inference only, but I certainly had a sense at the time that some writers were suggesting a meaningful connection between Teela's aneurysm, resultant impairment, and her emergent love of Hitler, Mm. as you say. I'm no clinician. I did a flick through her Insta to try and find a post from years ago where I remember her talking about dressing modestly and submitting to your husband, maybe. Wow. Maybe something about having babies. She's had some babies now. Oh, well, that's good to hear. Um, so when I was having that flick through, I certainly saw some flat earth and fluoride stuff. Oh, wowee. And she really doesn't seem to like makeup or bikinis anymore. Well, look, that's totally, that's chill. She currently has a GoFundMe up to record a gospel album with just over $5,000 in donations since March 2019. 
So uh, I'm honestly not sure if she's having a great time or a horrible time right now. Wow. So that I mean, Tila Tequila is or was a Nazi. I think somewhere as I was tracking along with it, because I don't love admitting this, but I love it. I love a car crash. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so as I was watching this moving through time, there was the Nazi. I think I was seeing, I think the way that it appeared was Tila Tequila is a person. Yeah. Tila Tequila is a Nazi. Oh, wait a second. Actually, all of this horrific traumatic stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And also she had like a an aneurysm, which might have been her making an attempt, you know, CW attempt here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes back around and seems to have pulled out of that and seems to be doing this Christianity thing and this focus on family and this focused on maybe traditional family values. And I think a naiver version of me thought that that meant that she was out of the Nazism kind of thing, but I'm not sure that the way that she's doing all of this is necessarily so separate from all of that. Like it seems like the anti-Semitic thing and the... I think maybe my naivety was sort of around what that alt-right set of values or beliefs contained. Right. Yes. Because I thought that, you know, maybe Nazism was fundamentally at, at in opposition to um, Christian values because I was still holding a pretty... And I still do hold a pretty optimistic kind of view around Christian values broadly. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not Christian myself, but I'm not anti-theistic. mm but there is also a big, especially in the US, um, connection between it and conservatism and conservative values and uh, that also ties in with a lot of bigotry and it's, that it's, fits. It's just really hard for me to wrap my head around because a lot of my early experiences of Christianity weren't particularly jarring or problematic Mm. and my parents are both atheists and sort of respected my right to make choices in my life around religion. So I can see the through line with um, sort of fundamental conservative beliefs connecting to areas of fascism. Yeah, I do now. I just didn't at the time, so yeah. a lot of this stuff sort of took me by surprise. Let me find you this Teela Tequila um, Nazi salute situation. I think that it was this in particular that might have led to her Twitter being um, suspended. Wowie. She seems to be back on Facebook these days. Yeah. So as I delved into it, it just sort of... The caption is also Zig Hale. Yeah, it sure is. Um, it just ends up feeling grimmer and grimmer because it, it's like... Like, I think when also when she did that early Auschwitz picture, there was more of that internet edgelord um, <laughs> being more of a widespread type of acceptable humour at the time. And I... I think because we thought of fascism and Hitler as so far in the past and so far removed from... I'm not sure in 2013 it was really like a credible political threat. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't quite as, as scary. It was a bit more like, 
ooh, you're being so controversial, talking about Hitler. But then sort of the more you looked at the Teela stuff, you started to go, oh, maybe she's a bit, I don't think this is irony. Oh, there were and some really funny sort of comments like, I think they like me because I bring diversity to the movement. Yeah, <laughs> honey. Oh, honey. But well, that's a really that's sad. It's a really it, sad. It does. Story. There's, there's no sort of happy ending here. Oh, I, I I don't know. I, maybe maybe there is. Maybe she's doing fine. I think there must be some pity in there for me. I hope that she's okay. Even even though she's like being very hateful yeah um i still she seems to me and maybe i am being very uh patriarchal here she seems like a vulnerable person to me like i feel like she could be manipulated um and perhaps used maybe because oh we can use her as because of her ethnicity to add um credibility to our cause uh, I, I don't know I feel like she could I, I be mean, exploited I, I feel like the ethical ambiguity that arises out of it for me is around the idea that there's a very good chance that she's living with ongoing impairment related to uh, you know this aneurysm she may yeah. well have a an acquired brain injury and result in cognitive impairment that's sort of like the source of these behaviours and mm. these views. Um, but also, does that mean that she's no longer ethically or morally culpable for her actions or her words? And mm. is it ableist of me to, like, diminish those things or to pity her? Like, yeah. She, yeah. So that's the thing that I have difficulty untangling personally. Wow. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. And we don't have, there. I don't think there are easy answers. And, and you know, recent experiences that I have in my work are suggesting to me that some people might, I don't know if I'm talking out of school here, but, you know, some people might acquire a brain injury and because there isn't necessarily a great deal that you can do mm. about it, it might not get particularly well investigated. Yeah. So you may not have a great understanding of the nature of the impairment that you continue to live with. Yeah. Which means that the people around you don't necessarily have a great understanding of the nature of the impairment that you continue to live with. Yeah. What does that mean for you and everybody around you? What does it mean to have a mind? I don't know. <laughs> what does it mean to exist in a body? Uh, Questions for another podcast. <laughs> And if she was not a tiny, beautiful woman, yeah, would I have a different view on all of these things? That's like you say, also Sarah, true. you know, absolutely. I suspect that there's a patriarchal element to, you mm. know, my engagement, our engagement with the issues that come up in this thing that's playing out. Yeah, I can't make any. There's no answers here. There's no answers here. There's no, no easy. It's. It's a complicated and sad situation. I probably wouldn't have chosen this as a topic but for the fact <laughs> that, <laughs> that it came up elsewhere. It's not one that we can bring to any kind of satisfying close. Yes, unfortunately. I'm really disappointed that I don't sound like more of a shit cunt by the end of this. <laughs> uh, we could have, you mean, if we had taken, we could have taken it in that direction for lols, but uh, we're better people than that maybe uh, i mean i'm not sure that that's correct but um 
We're pretending to be better people. No. I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in some of the questions that arise out of this, to yeah. be frank. So we've had a bit of an update on the tequila situation. Yeah, so this is us in post. Mm. Um, we just watched the video. It's a video that Teela is taking. Seems like some neighbourhood kids are hanging out with her and her kid and she's planning on baptising them. I think there was a backstory. I might have read it. Mm. But Grandma comes around to say, you're not a pastor. You're not the church. Please don't baptise them. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not up for that. Um, and she sort of seems to see the grandmother as the devil. Um, or... I I mean, I'm certainly happy enough to sort of take a nuanced view there where I don't think that she's saying that grandma is the devil. Mm. I think she's saying that the devil is orchestrating a set of circumstances um, and and maybe influencing other people's actions such that it prevents the baptism of the children. I don't think that she's saying that grandma is specifically the devil. Obviously, she did not have permission to do a religious ritual with these children from (laughs) their families. Yeah, yeah. She was luring them into her home to do so. Um, the kid, one of the kids, seemed very uncomfortable. One of the kids seemed specifically to be uncomfortable with like conflict and didn't want any conflict, didn't want an argument. Yeah, I had a daycare mum mm. who was very religious and who got me to accept Jesus into my heart like a bunch of times. And my parents are like atheists. Yeah, so I really sort of didn't care, mm. and I. Don't think it really... It didn't if, have... if, it, if it means something, it's good. And if it doesn't mean anything, then it's fine because it's just you saying a set of words. Yeah, that makes that person feel better. Yeah, so, I, I mean, like, I bring that experience to watching. Mm. Uh, she but seems... then we don't actually know what the religious background of those children were. Like, maybe they had already been baptised into a different church and this would be very upsetting for their parents. Like... Oh, I think even if you were, you know, a family who had specific religious beliefs, and I, I think I might have gone to a church where baptism, and this is me going with that daycare mum, I think that baptism happened when you're a bit older. Yeah. Um. So if it was a family that had a specific meaningful connection to any particular religion, there's a possibility that, that if the kids are getting baptised, they want to be there for it. Mm, maybe. Oh, that was very uncomfortable. And yeah, it reminds me of that footage of Lindsay Lohan trying to steal oh, those children. Oof. I mean, yeah, like let your dysfunction play out, however, but maybe not have any kids up in it. Yeah. It seems like she quite genuinely thought that she was doing a good thing for those children. Yeah. I'm sure she did. I don't think she was, but I'm sure that's how she felt. I also feel uncomfortable with her little, very young-looking daughter was there, sort of watching them fight. <laughs> felt really bad for Grandma. Yeah. Grandma seemed fine. She was just like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't force your religion on other people. They have to want to be there. It's sort of an interesting dynamic in a neighbourhood, I think, as well. Like Children going and hanging out with other people's families, other people's parents. Yeah. It sort of seemed like she was suggesting that the kids can't come and hang out at her house unless they get baptised. didn't quite like that. Uh, I was also a bit worried about the bit at the end where she said, after the grandma had gone, come back, we don't have to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah, I don't think we should That's say That's just kind of awkward and sad. Is this podcast going to turn into us just giving um, rolling updates on what Teal and Tequila is doing? <laughs> I hope not. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I hope that the updates are her doing better. 
Well, she seems to have accommodation. True. She didn't really seem very in touch with what was going on. She was reciting a lot of stuff, but I don't... Like, a lot of it didn't actually make much sense. Oh, I think she's cutting her own fringe. Yeah. yeah. Her freckles were real cute. Yeah. Her dress was clean and nice. (sighs) All right. All right. That's the latest that's been going on with Teela. Yeah. I'm hungry. Let's go. Bye. All right. Well... Let's talk about something completely different. Let's just line it up. What are we talking about next? Uh, we're going to have a bracket battle. All right. Um, I picked the topic for this week, and I picked Am I the Asshole post titles. Yes, yes. So I have a list which I have randomly selected of the most interesting sounding. It's just the titles. I haven't got the posts underneath. Yep, all right. And I did give them a quick look over. So if there's something you don't quite understand, I can probably give you some a, a little bit of detail. All right, all right. But really, let's just look at the titles on their own. Yep. And uh, we'll pick your faves. Yep, sweet. Okay, so first two. All right. Um, am I the asshole? Newlywed husband wanted to wait till marriage for sex and just surprised me with micro penis on the honeymoon. <gasps> okay. So that's number one. Number two. Am I the asshole for not forgiving my fiancé for missing the birth of our daughter? Why <laughs> did they miss the birth? Uh, they had a fight. Oh, fuck. They had a fight. Oh, and, come uh, Over another woman who uh, was like uh, a mutual friend. And he called her a bunch of awful names. Uh, and... She left the situation, like the house where they were or whatever, and she felt a bit of pain as she was leaving and he's like, stop faking it. Like, they're in the middle of a fight. So he thought she was playing it up. But by the time she was sort of driving a bit further away, she realised, oh, my water's broke. And she went over to the hospital. But she was calling him and he had he wasn't picking up because they were in a fight. And he So she went to the hospital and she had the baby all by herself and it was only... Sometime later, when he picked up, that she's like, I'm at the hospital and I'm a Gentle had a baby. listener, I've got like a hundred yard stare on right now. This is just <laughs> I told her I wasn't to going to tell you the whole post, yeah, and I just told but, her the whole oh post. My God. Okay. But basically, oh. they were in a fight. And the other I, one. I feel like I've not been pregnant. I've mm. not been partnered to anybody who's pregnant. But I don't know. I've met a pregnant person before. I just feel like there's two principles here. Yes. One, the pregnant person is not experiencing the world through the lens of the ordinary hormones that they usually experience the world through. True. Two, the pregnant person requires care and consideration and support. Yes. And not picking up the phone during a fight with the person who's quite pregnant. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're the asshole. What's well, the, you don't have to decide if yeah, you're an asshole Yeah, what's the matrix here? Am, am I just going uh, what I think is most interesting, what I think is most funny? Uh, Do we get to read it at the end? I, I want to read it at the end. Okay. I so really maybe want to read it at the end. You find the one that you most want to read the Okay, so from. I'm obviously most compelled by the micro penis because <laughs> the ethics of the pregnancy situation seem very clear to me, and I think that the person who's posting is not the asshole, so I need to know more about the micro penis. So I'm going with micro penis. Okay, okay. Next up. Am I the asshole for not wanting to pay for my stepkids' education despite paying for my own kids? Brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. 
right? So there's two kids. Wow, yeah. I don't, I don't think I need to know more. biological kid. The other yeah. is a step kid. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Um, am I the asshole for not taking pictures of my wife at our wedding? For not... I didn't take pictures of my wife at our wedding. Yeah. Again, I'm feeling like I want to choose the one that I want to know more about. <laughs> like, I feel... And look, here's just me making judgments. Yeah, I think you're an asshole for not wanting to pay for the education of your stepkid. You've committed to a relationship with another person who has a child. Mm -hmm. And I think that that means that you are putting your motherfucking hand up for a certain level of care and consideration in relation to that young person who is not making a choice. Yes. Who has no control over the situation and who needs a motherfucking education. So fuck that person. (laughs) I want to know more about the photos at the wedding. Right, because that yes. sounds more interesting. All yeah. right. Well, so. not, not because it's more interesting, just because I've already decided you already that know. I know enough about okay. the other one. Am I the asshole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for using money we earmarked for our six-month-old's college fund to buy back the exact 1972 Ford Bronco I owned as a teenager? <laughs> question i mean uh, number one yeah you're, you're a bit of an asshole but also they're only six months old you can pay that back but you gotta you gotta lesson number one mm-hmm. just don't live in the u.s right <laughs> immigrate to australia slap it on hex the sound of me dusting off my hands i don't feel like you've solved anything but okay <laughs> next title <laughs> all right Am I the asshole for ordering 50 trees? <laughs> Are you willing to give me more context? Um, <laughs> mm, uh, no. <laughs> Am I the asshole for ordering 50 trees versus like the car that they owned yeah. when they were a teen? Buying the car that owned a teen with their child's college fund. And I feel like it's relevant for me to state here that I have no bone at all for cars. Yeah. There's like one or two cars where I'm like, oh, yes, I appreciate that car on an aesthetic level. Yeah. Um, But I'm not a lover of cars. But I think I kind of get it. You know, people like what they like. And also this is just like a chicken nugget of a six-month-old baby (laughs) and the money's in the account and (laughs) life is for living, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to know about the trees. I'm going with the trees. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this bracket battle is revealing far more than I'm comfortable <laughs> with about my own moral landscape. You don't have to make moral judgments here. Oh, but I must. Yeah, but you go to. Okay. Must. Uh, am I the asshole for not letting my husband go to the funeral of the baby he conceived with his mistress? Whoa. <laughs> that is a roller coaster of a sentence. Should we just roll through that again? Am I the asshole? for not letting my husband go to the funeral of the baby he conceived with his mistress. Uh, Are you willing to tell me whether or not this person was aware of the mistress prior to the death of the baby? Uh, I'm not sure. I will check that right now. Okay. Yes, she was aware. For how long? 
from early in the pregnancy. So, like, she found out about the affair. They started going to counselling. Then they found out the mistress was pregnant. She wanted to keep the baby. And then the baby was stillborn. I'm... It's really tough. Not all of these have very easy answers. Look, you tell me (laughs) if I'm being unreasonable here, but I feel like if you... I feel like the mistress has become part of the relationship structure. She's Mm. staying with this person who has formed a relationship with another person. Yeah, I guess so. She could have left. She could have left the relationship with the husband when she found out about the baby. She. So I'm. I think I'm hearing. You tell me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. That she found out about the infidelity. Yep. Then she found out about the baby. Yeah. And she's still there. So she doesn't have to like it. I'm not saying she has to like it, mm. but I'm saying that she is, to at least some extent, yep. opting into a relationship structure that involves another person. Mm. And in as much as there's a sexual relationship between somebody with sperm and somebody with ova, there's a risk <laughs> of pregnancy. Yes. Uh, she she's known about she's also known about the pregnancy and hasn't opted out at that point. Yeah. All right, I'll give you another, the other topic. Yeah, I, I mean, you like, don't have I, to I, make yeah, it. Yeah, I do, I do think she's the asshole. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. And also, like, I'm not letting my husband. Yes. Like, you don't own people. True. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Am I the asshole for kidnapping my fiancé for her birthday to take her to an escape room? She is so freaking pissed at me. Uh, did she ever say that she has a thing for kidnapping? She apparently had a thing for escape rooms. She was a big escape room nut. She, uh... Oh, was wa- a- way to ruin the thing she loves with trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was, a uh, he thought, I will escalate the escape room element by adding in this kidnapping to take us to the escape room as part of the birthday surprise. I don't want to choose either of these. I think both <laughs> of these people are assholes. But I need to choose on a basis, right? Oh, which one would you like to read more about? Would you like to know more? Question mark. Starship Troopers reference. I think I actually do think I know enough about the first scenario. And I think that I want to know more about what led this misguided soul to believe that it was a good idea mm. to kidnap... His partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where did the, which which cute teen movie did a cute kidnapping happen in? Was that like Jawbreaker or? Uh, yes. Oh, no, but no, that... no, no. Well, that one ended in death. death. Yeah. Um, what was the mockumentary about cheerleading or um, uh, pageants? Was um, there one in that like a pancake breakfast scenario? That rings a bell. There's a uh, teen movie with a cute kidnapping for pancake breakfast kind of thing going um, on. Is it something gorgeous? Um, oh, drop Dead Gorgeous? Yeah, I think that's Wait, is this? Did somebody else die? If the only yeah, yeah. pop... Oh, yeah. If the only pop culture references I can think <laughs> of involve young women dying, then I... I mean, that's nearly all the culture that we <laughs> consume involves women young dying. Young dying? Well, yep. I mean... That's I'm... entertainment, baby! <laughs> to continue aging in that case so that I can not die. Okay, we've gone with the kidnapping. I'm not going to look up the pancake thing. We've got one more set. All right, all right. Am I the asshole for kicking out my daughter after she tried to send my cat to a shelter? (laughs) Versus. How old is the child? 
Uh, I think she's an adult. Like a young adult. Uh, let me see. 21. Okay. Versus. Oh, wait, no. 26. She's two daughters, one of them. It's the 26-year-old. Versus. Yep. Am I the asshole for putting my penis in peanut butter and leaving it in the kitchen? The peanut butter, not the penis. <laughs> oh, oh, what a pairing. I feel like I need more information about both. Um, who else lives in the house with the peanut butter? Uh, it's a share house. Is it that person's peanut butter only? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Why did the daughter want to send the cat to the shelter? The eldest daughter is pregnant. The baby is coming Pregante. soon. She thinks it's not safe to keep the old cat around. <sighs> so we may just stay in homes with cats all the time. Um, just don't touch the litter box. I've already made a very clear decision about who's an asshole in this scenario. Who? Uh, oh, ooh, but she's kicked out the person when they're pargent. Pregnant. Uh, yeah. Pregnant. I mean, she's also a grown adult woman, but she is a pregnant grown adult woman <sighs> living with her parent and then being kicked out by the parent. Tough, tough. Who do I want to know more about? I probably want to know more about the dick and the peanut butter. I'm going with that. All right. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Let's do some more battles. All right. So, 50 trees versus the kidnapped fiancé. 50 trees. Shit about you. Kidnapping, I need to know about them trees. <laughs> the micropenis mm-hmm. versus the peanut butter. Micropenis. Micropenis. Then we have the pictures of the wife at the wedding. Versus 50 trees. Well, we've got three left. So we could go all three. Wife at the wedding, micropenis, 50 trees. Wife at the wedding, micropenis, mm-hmm. 50 trees. Mm-hmm. Wife at the wedding. <laughs> wife at the wedding. Yep. Wife at the wedding, micropenis, 50 trees. Okay, 50 trees is out. Uh, she did like a minority report moving of the screens around movements of their hands. I need to anchor the concepts in the physical space. 50 trees is out. 50 trees is out. So tell me about 50 trees. Um, Okay, so 50 trees. This person, I'm not sure how old they are. Um, They lived with their parents, though. They, their local tree shop was closing down. So they bought a whole bunch of trees before the tree shop closed down because they could get them real cheap. So they bought 50 trees. They already own... The the trees are, like, in their own little pots and they're like, when I move, I can take them. They haven't grown yet. They will grow bigger later, but I can take them with me. 50. 50 trees. Have you ever moved house with a significant number of pot plants? The, the extra element is he already had 58 trees before he ordered... So I got 108 trees. Yes. Have I ever moved house with someone with a significant amount of trees? Is that what you asked? pot plants. No. I, that sounds like hell to me, though. I've moved with me with a significant number of pot plants. Yes. It's just like any other shit that you own. Except, Except it's nice. You can't stack it. You can't just box it up 
quite so easily Look, when they're this plants. This is me speaking from the position of privilege, wherein been a long time <laughs> since I moved my own house. You yeah. know, I pay people to do that for me, and when I say it like that, it makes me feel a lot richer than I feel most of the time. Mm. A gentle listener, please note that I work in the community sector, and that is why I get to wear platform plastic <laughs> boots to work and the like yes i feel like this is a young person who perhaps not will not be able to afford removalists to carry 50 Dude, trees put, put the trees up for free on gummy <laughs> if it gets too hard you'll be right yeah. all right so we're down to micro penis versus didn't take a picture of the wife at the wedding yeah she, the wife's really hurt, hey. She yeah. wants to feel beautiful and lovely and she wants the other person to take a photo of her or a selfie with her or something like that. And in as much as I find her motives predictable, yeah. I'm not interested. So I want to know about the micropenis. The micropenis. Micropenis wins. Okay. we For the have first time ever a micropenis wins. Winner, winner. Ooh, that's very rude of me to say. And I want to say... That everybody is a good body. Yeah. And the bodies happen to everybody, and that's okay. I think the issue here is not telling your partner, not reveal, like, keeping that a secret from your partner until you've locked it down into a marriage contract. Uh, Seems kind of I mean, underhanded. one, marriage is not a contract. Number two, just because you're not having sex with somebody doesn't mean that you can't see their pee-pee. Exactly. Um, but obviously, they had not. So I've got the post here. This is very weaselly lawyery moves on the part of the person with the micro penis. Do we have more detail about? Is it really a micro penis, or is this person just being uh, rude? Well, because there's micro penises and there's micro penises. Well, okay. The original post. I'll read it out to you. All right, let's roll. So we only dated for six months. Oh, girl. Then we were engaged for another six. Oh. And we got married on Saturday. I literally just got back from the honeymoon a couple of hours ago. My husband isn't a religious guy. He just says he is old-fashioned like that. Are you religious? She doesn't say. Honey, get divorced if you care that doesn't. much. We got close fooling around a couple of times, but it never went far. I tried, but he always stopped it after it went too far anyway. So they'd gotten sexual before, but she'd never had an opportunity to see or feel or have any access to his penis. Okay. You didn't come to karaoke on the weekend. No, I didn't. So you didn't get to watch me murdering sexual healing. <laughs> Is this relevant? <laughs> it feels like the perfect song. Oh, true. Uh, so fast forward to now. Am I the asshole for reading into this and being upset that I waited until my wedding night to find out that he probably isn't as old-fashioned as he says he is? I'm not going to shame him, and honestly, I don't even know how I'll broach this topic. I honestly just acted like nothing was out of the ordinary and went to town on him, but I don't know. I feel lied to, like a half-truth or something was intentionally withheld from me. This was unexpected, to say the least, and that's it. It's complicated, right? Yeah. Because there's all of this, like, the weight of cultural stigma around having... A small penis. Yeah. And I, I can understand with all that stigma that you might think, oh, as soon as this person finds out, they will leave me. I know that I'm supposed to be the shit heel 
mm-hmm. in this whole scenario. But I feel compassion for both of them. Yeah, oh yeah, same. Yeah. I don't think they're... I understand his motivation for wanting to keep it... To hide that yeah. from her. And I understand her feeling lied to yeah. and betrayed and maybe even disappointed um, because I'm going to go ahead and guess that she had something else in mind when she thought about the sex life that she was going to have with her yeah. husband. And I, she should be given the opportunity to make the, to consent to that, like... Oh, I know that seems rough, but like... Well, you know, if you decide to get married to some... and you haven't seen the junk, you don't know what the junk is. You know, you're like, I'll take what's in the box. Mm. That said, anybody can divorce anybody they like at any time. I think that there are unknowns tied up with people getting their clothes off. Yeah. That I don't think that you get to, like consent to the state of another person's body in fact yeah yeah that's and bodies are wild yeah true like don't even ask me about all of the bodies that i know about from work you know like everybody is living in we're out in the wilderness i'm just trying to see if there is clarification if this is legitimately a micro penis or if she's just saying yeah i think that's an interesting point um, I slept with somebody with a micro penis one time. Yeah. Did you- I met them at a bar. They were very engaging. Yeah. They were a very nice person. I took them back to my house. Um, they got their kid off. It sure was a micro penis. Mm. I think when we talk about like definitionally what constitutes a micro penis, it certainly was. Um, I still had a lot of respect and positive regard for that person. It's still like, I still slept with them. Yeah. I probably, you know, probably had the option of backing out. If I wanted to, but I didn't want to. Um, and they were blown through town, so it wasn't happening again. So I didn't have to, you know, confront the question of whether or not I would be happy to engage in a long-term relationship with that person, like a marriage. Oh, my God. I just saw, sorry, a follow-up that <laughs> oh. he saw the post. <gasps> Ooh. All right. Tell me more. He saw the post through an old friend of his who knew he had a micro penis. Okay, must legitimately be like It doesn't have to be a micro penis just because But he's he must have told his mate that he has a micro penis and his mate went, Oh, this is probably so and so who got married on the weekend who has a micro penis <laughs> and realized who it was. That doesn't necessarily definitionally mean that it's a micro penis. Okay. But um, it sure could be as well. Um he's crushed that I posted about him. Update to the original post. I confronted him last week about intentionally keeping this from me and he said he was sure I would leave him if I knew about his size prior to the wedding and that he wanted to talk before the wedding but feared it being called off because of his micropenis and said if both families found out, gossiped about it, he would be crushed. Which is basically what I did via Reddit. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, she tried to do it anonymously. She was looking for advice, which is the whole point. And she, I think that, look... I think there's something noble mm. in asking the question, am I the asshole? Yeah. You know, surely, I'm just assuming here that if you ask the question, am I the asshole, that you're open to the possibility that you're the asshole. There are definitely a lot of people that post in that sub, from what I've seen, who are going there to have confirmed to them that they're not the asshole. 
they 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 need okay, yeah, I'll, they I'll want that. that as ammunition to back themselves up. Did Reddit say that she was the asshole? Uh good question. I'm not sure I can it's an old post, so I'm yeah. not sure if I can see. The first time I figured out that they had an algorithm for figuring out like if the person's the asshole. Yeah. I was honestly so impressed. <laughs> not the asshole was the consensus. Oh. After her posting on Reddit, he wants to leave her and sue her. That was the outcome of the update at that point anyway. Okay. For defamation of character. He reckons it's only a matter of time until his name is leaked. If she tells or his other friend tells, it's not really defamation until it gets leaked. Uh, I'm amazed by how often this stuff comes back to legal points in our conversations. (laughs) People throw this stuff around all the time like it means something and it's like, I think, I actually, I actually think it's manipulative. It's like people think that they can add more weight to their position by grabbing onto the idea of some kind of legality as if the law means something more than ordinary morals or ethics. Yeah. When actually those are entirely abstract like absent from the question of law especially by the time it gets by the time the rubber hits the road so it's like sometimes i feel like people will go to the law when they're very hurt yeah to look for a way to say these issues aren't complicated i'm the good guy and you're the bad guy and that's it and i can use this as an authority to prove it. Yeah, yeah. like I'm going to go to the third party decision maker and they're not going to tell me to cut the baby in half. They're going to tell me that you are the asshole. Yeah. And I am not the asshole. And there's no sharing of the assholery around here. It's very black and white. I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. Sound of me dusting my hands off again. Judied. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's the end of our our bracket battle. (laughs) We've had a lot of very unsatisfying uh, resolutions to today's stories. But, you know, if you're worried that you're the asshole, like, write in and I can can tell you. We can can make some judgments and then say it's very complicated and everyone is an asshole. (laughs) Everyone's an asshole and I have compassion for all of you. So if that's the thing that you need as a balm to your wounds, you know, like... Please feel free to write in. Slide into our DMs. What could we call that segment? We can't <laughs> call it Am I the Asshole? That stuff's taken, buddy. Um, are things complicated? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is always yes. yes. Uh, so for our final segment, I've written another spam poem. Look, I don't want to, like, rain on your parade here. I don't want to, like, eclipse your thing. I'm sure that yours is better. But instead of writing a spam poem myself... yeah. What I did was, and I thought that this would be cute and fun, is that I looked up um, legal poems. Oh. So I'm not going to read a spam poem of my own making. I feel like that should be last. Okay. In as much as dessert should always be last and the most delicious thing on the plate should be eaten last. <laughs> so I'm going to insist myself and say that I should go first here. Um, and I think that there's two options and I would like for you to choose and... This is like, where did I get this? This is like a website. I think the person's name is Esther Cameron. Okay. And they write, in 1990, I enrolled in the University of Wisconsin Law School and graduated with honours in 1993. Blah, 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 blah. 
This is like a website called Poems from Law School. Okay. And it's very like 1990s. It's just text. Oh, wowee, it is. And it's, it's like a live poems journal. Poems from 1990s. Yeah. Um, so the ones that I thought were best, and I wanted to choose two to get you to select from, there's one called Poets in Law School, mm-hmm. and there is another called Lawyers Never Cry. Oh, Let's go Lawyers Never Cry. Joke's on you, it's longer. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was a starving poet not so very long ago, and I came to law school hoping it would help me make some dough. But I also hoped that it would help me work for liberty. But the very day I got here, this is what they said to me. Lawyers never cry. They don't dream at night. Spend their long days working under fluorescent lights. If the principles we're teaching you do not seem very high, first thing you must learn here is, lawyers never cry. There were some who came here thinking they were going to save the trees, while others spoke of helping women and minorities. But I saw their dreams grow dimmer as they learned about the game, and their faces with each passing week looked more and more the same. They'd found out lawyers never cry, They don't dream at night, spend their days working under fluorescent lights. If your interviewer says to you, why did you even try? Just keep saying to yourself, lawyers never cry. When the fall came round, we all began to go for interviews and they told us very frankly, this is what we mean to do. We will pay the winner 60 grand to run a treadmill race. And if they burn out, there'll be plenty more to take their place. But you know lawyers never cry, they don't dream at night, spend their long days working under fluorescent lights. If your supervising attorney comes on like Captain Bly, grit your teeth and tell yourself lawyers never cry. Well, I used to think the purpose of the law was to define the rights and wrongs we live by and to keep the bad in line. But the view that now prevails is that it's just a power tool. And if you mention right and wrong, you're made to seem a fool. They'll tell you lawyers never cry. They don't dream at night, spend their long days working under fluorescent lights. And if you get the blues for justice and your heart is asking why, close your eyes and yell out loud, lawyers never cry. Now come all you lawyers who have time or who did not get hired or who burnt out or who expressed convictions and got fired. Grassroots organisation is the job that must be done until we have a law, again, that's fair to everyone. Till then, let the lawyers cry. Let them dream at night. Let them take long walks and get some fresh air and sunlight. Let them help the people find out what is going on and why, and how to build a government that won't make people cry. I said, let the lawyers cry. Let them dream at night. Let them take long walks and get some fresh air and sunlight. Let them help the people find out what is going on and why, until we have a government that won't make people cry. Wowee! <laughs> Fuck, how am I supposed to follow that up? That's like real legitimate poetry. <laughs> On this little website that's like oh. HTML, like hamburger gifts. So who was the author of that again? Um, I believe that it's Esther Cameron. Okay, cool. These are given below in chronological order, followed by some that were written after 1993, but still reflect this experience or touch on the theme of law. Oh, Jesus. Which year? Let me have a look at which year. 
The last one with the year is 1992, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's one that was written after 93. Okay. Well, what I've done is essentially, um, I think it's called the cut-up technique that William Burroughs used to do, where he'd take an original text. Is Burroughs Junkies Christmas? Uh, Probably. Google. Burroughs is Naked Lunch. Paris and the Beat Hotel. Yeah, William Burroughs is Junkies Christmas. Junkies Christmas. Um, Yeah, so he'd take an original work, cut it up, pull the pieces back out of a hat and sort of recreate. But I've done that with spam emails. So you're like Hacklock Burroughs with Um, spam email. Well, I've definitely borrowed. (laughs) And this is a very short, sweet, it's not sweet, it's a very short little poem that I've I put mean, together. I mean, I want to reassure you, on the other hand, that you actually created a work, whereas <laughs> I just read out one where I googled, like, ha, 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 law poems. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Confidential proposal. Fill your mind with my yummy beehive. <laughs> Ride the wave of electric vehicle and hybrid activity. Yes, me. Are you sure of your decision? The shortest way to happiness Suspicious location, Moscow Russian. Scan me for wine pack of the month. I'm very into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. <laughs> yes, me. I relate. Exclamation point. Uh, uh, so, is that it? Yeah, there, that's the end of today's episode. Send us a poem. Yeah. Send us a. <laughs> Is it complicated? Yeah. Our um my yeah. my spam I've noticed from looking at this that um I'm getting a lot of the same spam emails repeated oh, yeah. with different uh senders, but it's the same thing. So Oh, I get a lot of um the same sender but different stuff is what I noticed when I made the spam poem when we last did that. Yeah. Um and my favorite spam um recipient is actually uh, a brand that does like big supportive undies oh wow well, i really like them because they have these amazing ads where it's like kind of fat women who are like oh i'm so sad because i'm so fat <laughs> and then they, they pull up these enormous motherfucking undies like you know <laughs> neck to ankle kind of bros and they roll it up over their tum tums oh i've and seen they're those like, they're like oh, oh running their hands over their body in these bodycon dresses like oh yes motherfucker the whole thing is from front to end amazing cool all right yeah uh thanks for listening to uh this episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope it wasn't too much of a bummer um i feel like we brought it around yeah maybe we had some actual legitimate art at the end of it (laughs) Um, follow us on social media we've got twitter at mole patrol and instagram at online mole patrol um and you can follow me on my personal instagram which is hacklock and uh we'll be back in a fortnight with another episode yeah see you then don't follow me on social if you have any ideas though please send them in yeah if you got a segment you know, we're obviously... Also, tell your mates about us. Uh, our show is probably quite niche, I would expect. And so to find the kind of people who are going to be into it, word of mouth is going to be our best yeah, friend. Yeah, you know, do you like to stay at home? Bye. Bye.